Every day, you hear a variety of communications from different sources. During the pandemic, we had messages coming from politicians, patients, healthcare workers, news commentators, physicians, co-workers, and epidemiologists. Some of these experts had excellent communication skills, while others had in-depth knowledge and expertise. Have you found that some of the messages were more believable to you than others? In this episode, we're discussing how to communicate when you lack credibility. Welcome to the 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast by Zanger Folkman. Each week, using research from over 1.5 million global assessments of leaders, we analyze different leadership traits, trends, and what it really takes for leaders to get to the 90th Percentile. I'm Brianna Corin, and joining me today is renowned psychometrician and my dear father, Joe Folkman. Hi, Bri. So today we're going to talk about credibility, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, we are living in strange times where some people believe that simply doing a quick Google search on a topic gives them enough credibility to give others a lot of advice. Well, you do see that happening quite often. But today we're talking about establishing credibility and trust among your coworkers. Now, I feel when you are a young leader or individual contributor in an organization, it's harder for your message to be heard by others when you're not labeled as, you know, the resident expert. But it doesn't mean that what you have to say isn't relevant or helpful. So how do you gain power when you have none? This is a question that I've asked myself frequently. <laughs> According to a 2017 study on 20 employers and 160 managers that was written by Robert Cross, who is a professor of global leadership at Babson College in Massachusetts, networking across departments and building expertise in new areas and cultivating charisma are all ways to gain power. So many people wrongly assume that boasting about their past accomplishments will make colleagues on their new job want to work with them. But he found that, in fact, talking about your past record is almost a death knell for credibility because it fosters mistrust, um, suggesting you care about more about promoting yourself than getting in sync with your new colleagues and their needs. That's what the study said. So instead, people who build strong networks, they ask lots of questions of their colleagues. They show respect for their coworkers' roles and accomplishments, and they look for openings to help with projects that excite them. That is one pathway to establishing credibility. But what is very interesting is the impact that your communication skills has on your perceived credibility among your coworkers. Well, so as usual, we have data from thousands of managers and individual contributors. We actually analyze the impact of uh, communication ratings. And in this analysis, we're looking at data from over 100,000 leaders. Uh, so the first study we did, we looked at communication effectiveness, and then we looked at credibility ratings. And the credibility ratings were the combination of technical expertise and problem solving together, right? Mm -hmm. So as we looked at the data, we found that if you had very low credibility, you were in the bottom 10%, right? Mm -hmm. your, your communication effectiveness was the 11th percentile, low, low, <laughs> right? Oh, oh, yeah. So now, you know, so mid, uh, so 50th percentile on credibility, 
And what that gets you on communication effectiveness is the 55th percentile. And then okay. high, if you're at the 90th percentile on, on your credibility, you're at the 88th percentile. So, you know, there's this huge, significant, almost perfect correlation between your perceived communication skills and your credibility. I mean, they are very, very tightly wrapped up together. So how it's like, if you're, if you're not credible or people don't think you're credible, then they automatically don't think you're a great communicator. Right. Well, (laughs) it doesn't matter what you say. (laughs) Because I still don't believe you. Oh, that's really sad. But when you increase that credibility, like you said, you know, your communication gets better and people listen more and your impact can be extraordinary. So I want to know what is the relative importance of your credibility versus excellent communication skills on the actual impact of a message? Because like I talked about at the beginning, you know, you're first starting out, you don't have a lot of credibility. Are you going to be heard? Well, so here's what we did. Uh, We did another analysis and we just looked at the direct reports for each manager and the extent to which they had confidence that the goals of the organization would be achieved. Okay. So in total, here we have uh, data from over 97,000 leaders and over 500,000 direct reports. We averaged the data from the direct reports. So you're getting the average uh, leader, uh, the average for the direct reports for each leader. So here's what we found. We looked for those, looked at those that had high communication skills, but low credibility. In other words, you know, they could do Shakespeare in the park, but (laughs) nobody believed them, right? Okay, okay. And then you looked at the confidence that their direct reports had, and they were at the 42nd percentile, right? Okay, not as bad as the 11th. Yeah. So then we looked at high credibility, low communication skills. So they weren't great communicators, but they had tons of credibility. And they go from the 42nd to the 47th percentile. Uh, So they get a lot better, right? Yeah. Now, the third iteration here is now we have high communication skills, high credibility, and all of a sudden the confidence of the direct reports goes up to the 73rd percentile. That's a huge gain, right? So the combination of good communication skills and credibility together, that is really a powerful combination. Yeah. And I think... I mean, you can think of people in your life who had that powerful combination of skills where they're really good communicators and they're highly credible and they stand out like Dr. Anthony Fauci, the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. And we heard from him a lot over the past few years. And whether you agree with him or not, this doctor has devoted decades to studying epidemics. So he speaks with a very calm and confident voice of authority. Along with that, You know, he has a pleasant smile. He explains things. So the people who don't understand everything like myself can understand his responses to questions. uh, You know, he's never demeaning or dismissive. Um, And you see other experts with good technical credentials, but who, you know, lack that charming way of presenting their message. 
Often we put leaders into the position of having to communicate with others when they lack credibility. And we found some ineffective and some effective approaches. So let's talk first about what's the wrong way to do it, right? So let's start there. Uh, the wrong way to do it is to assume you have credibility because of your position. Now, we see this a lot with the newly appointed manager that they feel it's their responsibility to answer every question because mm. they've been put in charge of the group. However, some of the team members might have much more experience and greater credibility. Doing this never turns out well for the manager and their credibility suffers significantly. But they feel that pressure like they have to, but really finding the person who knows is, is a better route. And that kind of leads into the second wrong way, you know, that very popular phrase we hear often, fake it till you make it, um, speak and act authoritatively. The problem is that many people will discern that you are faking it and that reduces your credibility all the more. So when you don't know, just simply say, I don't know. It's interesting what happens when people sponsor others with expertise and it actually increases their credibility. So that's the right way. Yeah, because if you involve others with more experience and knowledge, that will build your credibility. The best leaders in the world don't have all the answers, but they know the people that have the best answers and they consult with them regularly. These leaders do not steal the advice they receive from others, but they make sure they give others credit. Uh, several years ago, I was observing my uh, colleague, Jack Singer, giving a presentation to a group of high-level executives. And one of the participants raised his hand and asked a very difficult question. Now, I had no idea how to answer this question myself. And I was sort of sitting there saying, gosh, I'm sure glad Jack is speaking. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I was curious how he'd respond. So Jack looked at the group and he said, boy, that's a, this is a very intelligent group we're with. Uh, everybody here is very smart. What do you think? What, what, does someone here have an answer to that question? And several people responded. And, and then Jack added an additional comment. My observation of what Jack did uh, by asking the group for input was it didn't diminish his credibility at all. In fact, it served to increase his credibility. Great story. A second way, the right way to go about this is to work to assemble as much relevant information as possible. Um, I think people appreciate when you are willing to put in the time and energy to gather the right information from the right people and your effort to learn and grow you know, it gives your communications credibility. There's a great story that Sue Schellenberger shared in the Wall Street Journal article um, that I'll share with you. She said, quote, Mr. Bauer took an entry-level job years ago as marketing and analyst at a retailing company. He got wind of a pressing unmet need. The chief executive wanted an analysis of new data from an unexpectedly popular new customer discounted program but the company lacked the staff to do it. Mr. Bauer asked the company's head of information systems, Ron Gaeta, to teach him a few of the analytical skills he would need in order to do this analysis that was needed. Mr. Gaeta agreed because Mr. Bauer seemed capable and hardworking, and he didn't have enough staff in his department to do the work. 
Working long hours to squeeze in the work among other duties that he had, Mr. Bowder finished the analysis, taking pains to give all the credit to his boss and Mr. Gaeta to avoid sparking resentment. The CEO was delighted, promoting Mr. Bauer three times in his remaining three and a half years with the company. I thought that was a great way that he went about establishing credibility and learning something new and getting the information he needed. Yeah, and giving giving others credit, you know, yeah. that really works well. Realize that credibility is built over time and with experience. In the sports analogy, Play your position. If you're a tackle, don't try to be the quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) Communication is a critical skill for leaders in normal times, but in a crisis, it's also very important. Credibility is also critical, but as leaders utilize their position to find the best answers from those with the greatest credibility and do the work necessary to establish your own credibility. The 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast, was written and recorded by Brianna Korn and Joe Folkman and produced by Singer Folkman with music by Pleasant Pictures. If you're interested in learning more about Singer Folkman's award-winning 360-degree assessments, leadership, and coaching offerings, or would like to attend our monthly webinar series hosted by Jack Singer and Joe Folkman, visit our website at sangerfolkman.com. If you liked our podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. All resources and links to the research referenced in this episode can be found in the episode details or on our podcast page on zangerfolkman.com.